Coming up on Locked On 76ers podcast, we discuss why the rotation may be something that Doc Rivers has to think about after a big win over the Miami Heat on Monday night. And again, that's coming up next right here on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner in crime, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for the Enquirer.com. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, also at Locked On 76ers. Keith, what's going on, man? Yo, what's going on, D? How you been, bro? Pretty good, man. Great win by the team last night. Really impressive showing. Yeah, it was. I mean, it really was. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where you always think the Sixers will win a game like that. But then with James Harden and Joel Embiid out, you're like, nah, they're not going to win this one. <laughs> and they won. They really they won. It was a good it was very impressive. Yeah, it was an impressive win by the team last night at home against the Miami Heat. And Keith, we have to start with the fact that not only did Tyrese Maxey step up, he was huge specifically in the fourth quarter, but also the fact that now the rotation may have some more questions as we go forward for head coach Doc Rivers. He has been a little reluctant taking Furkan Korkmaz out of the rotation. As of late, Shake Milton, spotty minutes for him as a guard coming off the bench as well. But last night they needed all hands on deck with, as you mentioned, James Harden out with the uh, maintenance for his hamstring, Joel Embiid with the lower back tightness, dealing with the soreness. Overall, you needed all hands on deck. And mainly when we look at that game last night, that big win over the Miami Heat, many people, myself included, we're going to focus on what Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz did. 20 points for Milton, 18 for Furkan Korkmaz, four threes for Korkmaz during his time on the floor phenomenal showing by those two reserves yeah it really was i mean and here are two guys you know you look at shake milton he didn't attempt the shot didn't score a basket i mean score a single point in the last three games heading into last night's game and you look at furcon Korkmaz, he was basically taken out of the rotation he did play two nights ago but it was basically you know uh well not it wasn't even two nights ago he didn't play then it was a game before that. It, it was one of those things where it was like mop-up duty, the final minute. Now, right now, what it is, is it shows them that these guys can have roles. Now, see, here's the thing. If I'm Doc Rivers, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, so I wanted these guys to be secondary role guys and just like maybe catch and shoot or guys who can facilitate and pass the ball. Well, the question is, are you going to go back and utilize them the way that you did before? Because what does Shake do? He goes out there and he gets buckets. What does Furkan do? He tries to distribute. He gets buckets. And it just seems like they were real passive when they were playing with with James Harden and and Joel. So right now they proved to them what they can do, and especially Shake. 
you know what I mean? Especially shaky. Yeah, because for me, at times, Keith, it looked like on the floor when they were out there, they would defer a little bit to those guys. Now, listen, Joel Embiid on the floor, we've seen it. We've been close enough. We can hear it where Doc Rivers does want the players to get him the ball. He's calling for the basketball. What are you going to do? You're going to give him the ball. But maybe, just maybe, with this showing and Embiid sitting there seeing how they were playing, it restores that confidence that they once had in them before with Shake Milton did have a lot of minutes. Furkan Korkmaz, the same thing. And James Harden, he's new to this entire thing. So they're all still trying to really figure out, Keith, where the roles everybody fits in and how it all works together for these players out there on the floor. Because it is going to be important in the postseason where right now you already look at coming off the bench, George Niang, number one, some sort of combination between DeAndre Jordan and Paul Millsap, number two, as the backup big. And Danny Green, you have to also figure, is in that eight-man rotation. So where are the other minutes going to go? Who's next? Who's going to be that other guy that can help you with those wing minutes slash ball handling duties outside of the first ball handler, James Harden, the secondary ball handler of Tyrese Maxey? Who's going who's gonna to step up and take those minutes? And one of those things where you talked about last week, Keith, Doc Rivers talked about postgame where someone is just going to have to step up. When we looked at the minutes that the starters were playing, you needed some help from the bench. You needed someone to step up. Who was going to go out there when given the opportunity to say, I need to be on the floor, not by words, not, 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 not by words verbally, but by their play and their actions. And tonight, I don't know how you keep them out of the game upcoming next against the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not saying playing 31 minutes or 25 minutes. I'm saying that Doc Rivers shouldn't hesitate to now look their way and say, hey, Shake, go get Tobias Harris. Yeah, the, the only problem with that is, yeah, I get that, yo, Shake, go get Tobias Harris. The only problem that I see, and the only thing I see that stands in the way is, when you look at Shake, he's at his best when the ball is in his hands. You know what I mean? You 100%. might say, He's a catch and shoot, but that's not his game. He's a rhythm type of guy. Well, right now with the Sixers, the person who's going to have the ball in their hands, the majority of the time is James Harden. So whereas, you know, is is, is James going to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to slide off the ball and I'm going to let Shake bring it up at certain times and do what he has to do. You know what I mean? Or is it one of those mm-hmm. things where, when James isn't in the game, are you going to have Shake go out there and be that distributor and, and, and do stuff and take the ball out of Maxie's hands? So to me, it's like, that's the thing. Like, you know, right now, what we saw last night was great and everything worked out and everything meshed. But when you have a ball dominant player who's been playing 39 minutes a game, it's kind of hard to get shots. It's kind of hard to get not just shot, but handle the rhythm. I mean, handling the ball and and, and getting into a rhythm. Right. Like so, yeah. so to me, the question is, how are the 76ers going to tweak this? You know what I mean? Are they going to limit some of uh decrease some of um James' minutes? Are they going to have James playing off the ball a little bit? You know what I mean? Because they it's up to it's up to uh Doc Rivers and his coaching staff to make this thing work because as we saw last night, these guys are at their best when they got the ball in their hands. 
They do, but when the ball is swinging like it was last night, Keith, close to 30 assists last night on their made baskets, you also have to look at someone like Shake Milton when the ball does come his way, that with your, to your point, he has the ability to put the ball on the floor and make that decision. We saw times last night, specifically late, Keith, they were finding Tyler Hero <laughs> in their 113-106 win over the Miami Heat because Tyler Hero is not known for his defensive skills and they were finding him and taking advantage of that mismatch that Shake Milton had on him, whether it was shaking, shaking, uh, you know, no pun intended, and uh, creating some space for some opportunities or just simply straight line drives downhill to get to a spot, pull up in the paint and hit that little short jumper. We mm -hmm. saw all of it from Shake Milton last night and the same thing for Furkan Korkmaz for, you know, the things that we've seen over the course that he's been in the NBA. He can put the ball on the floor sometimes and make decent decisions. So it's going to be an interesting thing for Doc Rivers and his staff to try to figure out where they go next with the rotation overall, Keith. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, uh, that's what's going to have to happen. What Doc and them are going to do, you know, with, with the rotation and all that other stuff to see what they can do because, you know, it can work. I mean, it can work. It's just a matter of, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, what are you going to do? It's going to work. Now, the one thing about Korkmaz, Ferk is, you know, Ferk, in my opinion, he has to be a little bit more consistent. You know what I mean? Like, this was one of those games that he has, that he has had in the past, but he has to re he has to continue to be consistent for the Sixers to have success, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the thing about I like for that's my guy, but these type of performances are not surprising. You know what I mean? He just has to make these shots. Now, Ferk was out there. He had something to prove. He wanted to let the Sixers know, like, I still have it. You know what I mean? And he did do that, right? But to me, it's one of those things where, you know, he, they're, they're just going to have to uh, – he's going to have to be consistent. And I think shake, you got to get shake the ball. You just do. You have to. Now, like, I get it. You talked about Tobias Harris, right? You know, it was just as an example. Well, yeah. well, I mean, but but let's be real though. Like at this particular time, if there's one person that you may, when you do the pairings that you may take out and put in there, it might be Tobias. You know what I mean? Just because it may be Tobias, but at the same time, you know, it's like I don't. If I'm the Sixers, I don't want to lose Tobias. You know what I mean? I just don't want to lose them. But they got a lot of options. These guys showed us a lot tonight. They showed us a lot. They did. They really did show a lot. And, Keith, on the other side, we need to also talk about the momentum that players may look at with a game like this carrying into the start of their three-game road trip, two in Los Angeles, one in Phoenix, how this might now catapult them a little bit with 11 games remaining, beginning with the next one Wednesday night, the start of the West Coast road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it will. I mean, I think you know what? It, it's weird though because here's the key. We can say that, right? But if you go back to playing the way you played before and you get these guys out there and they're not touching the ball, a la shake, 6 minutes no shot attempts. I don't think that's building momentum. 
Now, if you look at it and you see what you saw and you tweak it a little bit, yeah, that's building momentum because basically what we saw is we saw two different teams. We saw how they play with the great ball movement, getting everyone involved, late in the game, we're going to go through Maxi, right? We saw that way. But when we see Joel Embiid and, and James Harden, it's going to be completely different because what's going to happen is the ball, you got it. They're going to do a, a, a pick and roll between Joel and Max. I mean, Joel and James and everybody else is going to be catch, catch and shoot type of guys, you know, being role players. So again, I know what Tyrese Maxey said, it, it, it's going to be a momentum thing, but I don't see it being a momentum thing if they go back to playing the same way they played before. Okay. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that. First, let's keep, let's get into uh, one of the uh, little title sponsors there that we have to talk about with uh, Bet Online and discuss exactly uh, where things are with them because, of course, great people that they are. Bet Online, when you look at them and all that they do, it's that time of the year again with college basketball's tournament finally upon us. We're getting ready for the start of the next round as we look ahead to the Sweet 16 and all as we move forward from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Big time college basketball, some professional basketball as well. Things that we can pay attention to. National Hockey League is all there. It's the best spot for all your scores podcasts and news this season and it's not just basketball online as we just talked about the source for all your sports wagering information needs including live betting and your favorite vegas casino game so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts also keith gotta tell you about the next partner that has a product i use literally every day you guys introduced me to it I've been taking advantage of it. Talk a lot about how I'm very busy working at night, just like you are. I started taking Athletic Greens on the account of you and some others because very busy at night, get up early in the morning still, but still work into the late evenings because of these games, because of the radio shows. It's just, it's, it's a busy, busy schedule. So I need to make sure I'm taking care of my body. And as a result, uh, making sure that the 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source superfoods probiotics all of that there to help start your day off right a special blend of ingredients support your health your nervous system your immune system the energy recovery focus and aging all those things i'm into it all and as we do look at that you also talk about it helps me sleep a little better with the amount of time that we do that the mental clarity that we need to have to keep all these numbers and names and breaking down the games that we do it's all there and the best thing is Athletic Greens use the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's much cheaper. So make sure you check out the great people at athleticgreens.com. Again, check out athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. And again, athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance you won't be disappointed. I'm telling you. 
All right, and thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Now podcast where there are nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Many games on the schedule on Monday night, so check it out. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, got to talk about, again, as we just mentioned, diving a little bit more into the momentum thing. When you look at carrying over to this three-game road trip and the momentum carrying in, and you mentioned before we stepped away for a brief moment of how they might revert back to the old ways of the style of play for the Philadelphia 76ers, which is get you on the beat the basketball, James Harden handling and initiating the offense, the pick-and-roll play is there, the two-man game, all that they're doing, Maxie getting his, using the speed, going downhill, finding his within the offense. But is that going to be good enough for this basketball team now that we may have a little bit of a, an idea now of these other players that could potentially step in. Why do you think it might get in the way for Doc Rivers' team as we get along here closer to the end of the regular season heading into the postseason? I think it might get in the way right now and a little bit like what I said before, and I'm sorry if I was ear beaten before, right? <laughs> But the reason why, I think that James Harden is just such a ball-dominant player. You know what I mean? Now, it's like, you know, if 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 he brings the ball up or if he takes some possessions off and, and, and Shake Milton can get cooking and, and things like that, I think it will, it will work. But I think if we, if we see the stuff that we saw before, we're just about 80% or 90% of the possessions Go, everything is ran through him. I don't think we'll see that. See, the thing about Shake Milton is when you mm. say that everybody has an NBA skill set, one thing that makes him a pro. His thing is something in the beginning was like, yo, no, 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 no. Yes. And what I mean by that is he comes in. He doesn't care who's on the floor with him, Joel, whatever. He goes and he seeks buckets. He seeks buckets. And that's the thing that separates him from others, right? Well, when you have a guy that's ball dominant and then all of a sudden the last couple games, you just throw him out there. Like Shake Milton isn't known as a lockdown defender. Shake Milton isn't known as a quality distributor. Shake Milton isn't known as a rebounder or anything like that. He's known as a guy that comes in and gives you instant offense, right? And that's the reason why he was playing six minutes. He would grab maybe one rebound or get a foul. That was his only yeah. statistic. He didn't shoot the ball. He was very ineffective. So when you look at a guy like that, in order for him to be effective, is for him to do the things that he did last night, right? And, it, and in, unless the Sixers make some adjustments, you know, with the way James is playing and he's playing on the floor together, I don't think anything's going to change. I just don't. I, I honestly don't think that anything is going to change. Yeah, well, look, James Harden's going to play 35-plus minutes in the postseason. Shake Milton, if he does get some time, he'll mix in maybe, what, somewhere around 10 maximum as far as the minutes go. It's just making sure that you make the best of those opportunities 
in those situations that Doc Rivers finds for you. Whatever the pairings are, as you talked about, with the starters that remain coming in with the other reserves, however you want to look at it, it's just about playing team basketball. And it's a little it's a little interesting what, what you're saying, Keith, because we're basically talking about at the end of the day, when you're trying to win, everybody's trying to win, the team basketball. So you're trying to get guys to buy in. And if James Harden is here and he's coming in late, They've been doing what they've been doing, having success with him on the floor. It's also about buying into, and Doc Rivers also setting these other players up to have success. The minimal success that they may have in the time that they're out there, but take advantage of that. So look, it's team basketball. If James Harden can be James Harden, he can do all those things. But I don't think the Sixers are asking him to come in and drop 30 a night, along with Joel Embiid, who's averaging 29.8. They're not asking them to do that. They're asking them, yes, to be aggressive offensively, but also distribute the basketball and let there's enough to go around in 48 minutes for those other players to contribute in their way as well. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And again, I'm not saying it's not going to work, but what I'm just saying mm -hmm. is you just have to change the way you're playing a little bit for it to work. And I'm not saying he's being a, you know, he's not it's like he's buying uh, in. It's not, not well, in. yeah, they're not buying in, but but also it's just some of those things where you know certain guys on certain possessions just want to bring the ball up, you know what I mean, and get in and get their buckets. And you know, and the thing is to me, here's the big question. So right now you look at and you see what Furkan Korkmaz did, right? So we're not even talking yeah. about shake anymore. So if if Doc, if Doc wants to reduce his ro rotation. Whose minute does Furkan take? Does Furkan take Danny Green's minutes? You know, now Danny Green is a better defender, but is Furk going to take Danny Green's minutes? The one thing that I really liked about Furk was uh, last night was, you know, it, we, we saw good Furk. And what good Furk does is he brings the <laughs> ball up. He looks for teammates. Then he slides off the yeah. ball and he hits the spots up and he hits his three. Now, all that stuff works well, right? But then sometimes you have bad for where he just does a little bit too much and he can't hit the three, right? And then nose and dribbling too much, turning the ball over. Exactly. Dribble, you're getting in the traffic, like, yo, bro, stay in your lane. In those instances, that's when you want a Danny Green because at least you know Danny Green is a better defender than for, right? But you know, if like if you look at it last night, you know, Danny Green was two for five, which isn't bad shooting on three. All, all from three. Yeah. All from three. Furkan was four for seven. He was seven for 12 overall. So after, based off of last night, you'll say, OK, well, if I'm going to utilize people, I'm going to utilize um, Dan I'm uh, Furk. But. What it looks like to me is those little bit of minutes that Isaiah Joe was getting. Well, okay. Isaiah Joe might have just lost those little bit of minutes that he was getting. <laughs> well, he he never really had him in the first place. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he never really had him in the first place. Well, I, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I look at it. And it, again, situationally, when you talk about divvying up those uh, minutes there, and seeing how much of Furkan Korkmaz may dip into Danny Green's minutes out there on the floor, I believe it'll be situational when it comes to Doc Rivers. I'm not, we're not saying that they're just going to flat out, oh, you've earned it because of one game and some bust-out performances. 
it's going to take a little more time for them to earn the trust back. But this was a really good start, Keith, of regaining not only the trust of your teammates, but also the coaching staff. And they, they were ready. They remained ready when their number was called. It was called on Monday night in their uh, win over the Miami Heat, the top team in the Eastern Conference. And it was a, a very, very, very good performance. Keith, on the other side, one name that we've been neglecting a little bit, we got to get into Tyrese Maxey's performance. And is he starting to get back on track after having a couple of games where he was a little below average of what we're accustomed to seeing from Maxey? A big bust out again performance and a huge fourth quarter for Maxey. Why that's important as they get ready to go on the road. And we'll discuss that next on the 76ers podcast right here on the Sixers right here on the Locked On 76ers podcast here. And I got to tell you also about Lock Auto. Keith, about to go on a road trip, might be able to hook you up. Lock Auto, <laughs> you know, get you, uh, get you all set with Rock Auto and all the things that you need where you can uh, save time and money when using Rock Auto. You may not need it out there, but when you come back, who knows if that's the case. Why choose to spend 30 uh, 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Let me give you an example. A Honda Odyssey fuel pump is maybe $353 from a chain store. Rock Auto, they'll get you that for $216. They have everything you can need from brake parts, taillights, motor oil, and even new carpet. Huh? You want to make sure the interior is all good. Make sure you're smelling good. It's all clean. All that gunk getting that out. Well, Rock Auto is the place for you. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Right. Locked on in there. And again, the quote, how did you hear about this box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts, the, all the parts your car will ever need. That's from rockauto.com. Keith, Tyrese Maxey, phenomenal. 28 points, 11 in the fourth quarter perfect from the floor three of three from the floor two of two from beyond and he also well pardon me uh was it three for three or five for five from the floor overall two for two from beyond I'm you're talking about in the fourth quarter in the, in the fourth? fourth quarter he was five, he was for, five, five. for five two for two from the three made one free throw and he played less than eight minutes and had 11 points but he had some big shots down the stretch where he made it 105, 101 with a bucket and a foul, making the free throw, hitting a three-pointer later to make it 109, 101. The place from my vantage point on the radio side, hearing the audio call and watching it on television and hearing how into it the crowd was, Keith, you were in the building. And then 112, 101, where he hit another dagger three-pointer and not to mention the block on Caleb Martin as Martin and the Heat were down six. They stole the inbound pass off the timeout and uh, going the other way, he makes a spectacular block to take away two points from uh, the Miami Heat and Caleb Martin. Tremendous effort by Tyrese Maxey from him last night. What does this mean, Keith, as we get ready for this road trip? You know, I think for him, it, 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 it brings more uh, confidence, right? Now for him, right? Because you look at it sure. now, you know, there was a time when he was deferring a little bit too much. Now you look at it and they he, he can just take over. He knows he can take over. And he did it against Jimmy Butler. He did it against Kyle Lowry, Bam out yeah. of you. You know, he did it against some like thoroughbreds. And we're talking about Kyle and Jimmy, two six-time um, All-Stars, two All -Stars. Olympic gold medalists. 
Bam is a one-time all-star. He should have been more. So I, I think that, you know, it wasn't like he'll get there. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll get there. But but it wasn't like when when Maxi scored like 30 something against Denver, when you know it was like, okay, you know, or some other stuff. This was like a legitimate game where, and again, not saying that Denver wasn't last year, but you get it. It yeah. was like you know, the COVID and all this other stuff. But this was like a legitimate game, and he stepped up. And here's the great thing. This is something that mm-hmm. um, uh, Jimmy Butler said about him. I'm, and here I'm reading this quote. I mean, he is a heck of a player, obviously. The way he scored the ball in the fourth all throughout the game, drawing help and making the right plays. He's been doing it all year. I hear how hard that, that he works. And I definitely respect him and his game. And he's going to be in this league for a long time, just like one of the youngsters on my team and so many other youngsters around the league. I mean, that's like some utmost respect for this guy, right? And and the youngster he's talking about, Jimmy talking about on his team is Tyler Hero. But, you know, for Jimmy to come out there and, and give this guy props like that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, that, that says yeah. yeah, that says a lot. Yeah, it says a lot. It does. Right. Yeah, because even on that block shot, you know how Tyrese Maxey started celebrating in front of his bench. He wasn't doing it to disrespect Caleb Martin, who was now walking back and going towards his his bench. And I, I noticed from the TV uh, feed when I'm paying attention to it that as they were getting ready for the now inbound play after the Sixers got the ball back, he and Martin were talking and, you know, these are some physical guys on their side. There's some quote unquote tough players with that Miami heat organization, that heat culture that they have. And, you know, seeing Martin get into some stuff in the past with some other players around the league, I was curious to how he was going to react to the players celebrating in front of him and, and all of that. They're down the other end while getting ready for the inbound pass, or I think it was actually Tobias Harris being on the free throw line. And they're talking and I saw a smile and, you know, Tyrese is just a just he just brightens up a room when he walks into it. Right, Keith? That's Mm -hmm. just him. That's his personality. What you see on TV when that kid is smiling, that's what you get when you're around him. And Caleb Martin was, you know, discussing whatever they were discussing, laughing a little bit because the game was basically in hand. And it's it's good to see that as as this young kid is here in Philadelphia and he's making a name for himself in the league, but that just follows off of what you just mentioned, Jimmy Butler talking about with uh, people discussing who he is. And I remember the Knicks game back here for James Harden first game in Philadelphia and happened to catch John Calipari. If you remember, he was in the stands, he was sitting along the baseline right in front of where we sit, Keith. And he was talking to Julius Randle, during the timeout, it was a TV timeout, it came over. And you could read Julius Randle's lips where he said, yo, that Tyrese Maxson can bleep and go. <laughs> and the, the respect that he's getting from the other players around the league. So it's good to see that. And he really stepped up in a big way in the absence of everybody else. And Keith, he did that with, while he was in foul trouble. He had four personal fouls after the third quarter. So he had to watch. A lot of his his teammates, Shake Milton, Furkan, Korkmaz, do the job that they did. And then he just brought it home in those last few minutes of while on the floor, taking over with their 11 points down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I also think that um, it's, it's one of those things, just to go back, circle back on that, 
you know, if, if anybody met Tyrese Maxey, he's uh, as good of a player. He is. I have to say he's a better person. Right. And if you don't like Tyrese Maxey, then there's something wrong with you. Like, you know, he's one of them guys that you have a friend that, you know, he's the one that everyone likes. And I, and I think that's the thing that people respect him. They know he's not out there talking bad about anyone or being malicious. He just wants to play ball. And, and one of the guys who say, I, I say a prayer every morning. I thank God every morning, every night. I believe it. You know what I mean? Some people are like, yo, that's a nice sound bite. Okay, bro. But I believe it. And I, and I think that, you know, that's why he has the respect. And they all know the work that he puts in. And, and so, you know, not to, you know, uh, extend this podcast, but I just felt like I would be remiss if I didn't, if, if I didn't like, you know, let it be known why so many people like him. He's a really good person. Yep. Really good kid. Absolutely. Well, Keith, man, it's always been fun. Great win by the Sixers to pick up their 44th win of the season. Their 21st uh, of the home record now for themselves at the center they are second in the eastern conference as we do this on this tuesday and they are tied right now with the milwaukee bucks and the boston celtics as far as the games back go behind the miami heat again two and a half games back but the sixers do have the uh tiebreaker with the bucks and the celtics as they sit in the second seed today with 11 games to play they'll be back on the floor on wednesday to begin their three-game road trip out west beginning with the los angeles lakers and Keith, you'll be out there. We'll be having our conversations as this go along. But we got to thank people and thank everyone for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And again, tomorrow we'll get back together, Keith and I, to start to discuss the road trip, heading, uh, getting ready for the Los Angeles Lakers on that Wednesday night. So we'll do that. Now, after you make sure you take care of the 76ers, Locked On 76ers, making that your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. That's right, less than 30 minutes, and it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, as always, man, this was fun. Always looking forward to it and look forward to the next one already. Yeah, no, no doubt, man, and no doubt looking forward to it. And who knows, maybe we'll, like, next game is going to be something special going up against LeBron. You got Joel and LeBron. Two guys battling for the scoring title. Yeah, though, can't knock that out. And hey, I'm sure James Harden being back in Los Angeles is going to want to put on the show as well. Keith, thanks so much, man. We'll catch up tomorrow. All right, man. Peace, brother.